Um, I'm not sure what I'm looking at. You're looking at 66 minutes on the elliptical, 4.8 miles, 1,013 calories. I like it, dude. I like it. So welcome to Friends You Wish You Had. We are sometimes not the friends you wish you had, but sometimes we are. It's very difficult. Depends on my daily insecurity, anxiety, and depression. Today, I feel kind of in the middle. I'm joined, as always, by Jeffrey Marks. Well, firstly, I want to say, Roman Bodnar, it's a pleasure to see you. Thank you. You always work uh, my last name in. I feel like I should be working your last name in, too. Yeah, I did not introduce myself. I guess I'm, men I'm mentioning health, and before we began the podcast, I was showing you an image of my workout today where I went 4.8 miles on an elliptical that my mother donated to me. Um, not to get too heavy, but she bought it for my father when he was getting sick. And he used it a little bit and then died. So now it's mine. And uh, I went 4.8 miles, lost 1,000 calories. And I guess one of the reasons I'm super fired up about my health these days is, you know, we're in New York City. It was bad early, March and April. And I used to take walks, which was like my main exercise. And I can't do that anymore, or at least I can, but it's not nearly as much fun, especially now that it's hot and you got to wear a mask. You know, masks don't kill you. Wear a mask. I love wearing masks, but they're not a lot of fun. That's no doubt. And so I've been working out at home a lot just to keep myself not getting uh, completely overweight. And but, with no, but with no mask on. Well, not when I'm alone in my bedroom. That's a way. That's one way to go. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, but, you know, this stuff stuck on me. Like, I, I don't, I, I went to my doctor maybe like right before the pandemic. I don't have diabetes, but a lot of people in my family do. Um, I don't have high blood pressure, but my doctor said he was concerned that I was about to get high blood pressure. Maybe within the next year, he said. Um, and I am medically overweight. I'm medically obese. And I looked up my BMI. And they mentioned that severe obesity is a big deal for coronavirus patients. I'm like 10, 15 pounds away from severely obese, which is a little strange to me. Because, you know, if you saw me on the street, you'd say that guy's fat, but you would not say he is obese or is definitely not severely obese. So I don't think people even realize what that means. <laughs> you know, severely obese medically well, probably is, no one would say that to your face i agree but as to what they're thinking it's always who knows yeah, what people are thinking no doubt no doubt no doubt but I, the, the whole reason i'm mentioning all this stuff is because corona is getting worse it's blowing up in so many different states you gotta survive the rona dude you gotta, you survive gotta the, do it i gotta do it and you know and hopefully come out better and stronger but um you know we could talk about, you know, Europe is now, it's so bad in America that Europe is starting to ban Americans, Australia. Well, maybe not a flat out, but some places have a flat out ban or are discussing it. Um, Mexico is, hasn't done a flat out ban, but they're doing quarantines. Um, Europe, I don't think Europe has done a flat out ban yet, but they are starting to send people home in certain areas. There's a story of like a bunch of rich folks on a private jet that got sent home from Sardinia. Yeah. And America too, you know, yeah. you, you can't go to like, I can't go to Maine without a, I think Maine right I think now. You could get on the road and drive to Maine. There's no one stopping you. I don't think. 
Well, if you if I you could try, be wrong. If you try to do something, if you try to, yeah, you can, you can one hundred percent. But if you try to do something, if you try to go there and get an Airbnb or go to a hotel or something like that, and you have New York plates or a New York ID, you have to show in Maine. Right, it might have changed in the past few days, but until recently, it was you have to show a negative coronavirus test within the previous seventy-two hours. You've also got New York which is now making everyone that they can figure out that they're coming in from like 14, 15, 16 different states um, have to do a 14-day quarantine just to come to New York. You got Florida that now has hospital capacity, ICU capacity, and something like 50-odd hospitals. That's happening in Arizona. It's happening in Texas. I guess that's what's on my mind, both personally and 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 as a member of this society and culture, we are fucking up so massively in this country. Yes. Massively. Well, you live in Florida. Tremendously. Tremendously. You know, the people, the people got what they want, man, got what they wanted. So now they're getting to try this wild ride. But the question is, the maniac leader is going to play golf this weekend. (laughs) It's actually an interesting point. You just said the people. All these things that should be at least incrementally better, like testing and ICU capacity and all these things that even with this corrupt, inept administration, you just think you throw enough money at the problem, some things are going to get better. And all those things we haven't improved upon. It's almost like day one. And we like pissed away three or four trillion dollars at this point, most, most of which was a tremendous just giveaway to the wealthy every every rich person got a taste i saw someone describe it as the walmart and amazon stock giveaway because all these people just took this money and they're just you know amazon stocks over three thousand dollars a share (laughs) you know they're just it's crazy it's totally crazy it's a generational transfer of wealth and so that's so we played that card because i i get it if you're going to have a stimulus in america the rich you know, it's like Tony Soprano, like they got to get the biggest piece for sure. But even doing all that, you think they'd have made some progress in some area where coming into the fall, coming into the school year, it's like, all right, we got a plan. You know what I mean? And we can't even agree on masks. There's no one. It seems like the federal government is just punting on everything. The CDC just like reworked their guidelines based on political pressure. And Cuccinelli said today, I don't know if you heard when he said, we're we are forcing these students to go back if they can't take classes to their home countries to get the colleges to open up classes. Like we're trying to pressure them. Like, so basically they can choose between sending these kids home or putting people at risk. Just to clarify, Jeff, in case anyone is listening and hears that uh, the government said that they were, they were enacting a policy where if you're a foreign student on a visa to go to an American college or university that you had to go home if, if the college has remote classes. And the college is having the remote classes because of concern for public health. You know, they don't want to put kids sitting in a classroom with a pandemic. So they're making a public health decision to keep people safe and alive. And there have been a lot of, responses to that. MIT and Harvard have sued. Um, 
NYU and I think some college in California, might have been Berkeley or something, are, are trying some more roundabout thing where they're offering one class that they're saying is unlimited enrollment or something, and you can in person in in some attempt so that you can get those foreign students. No, I Basically, gotcha. I like it. I like I like all those things. I think the lawsuit. I think there's a chance they can get an injunction. It's a pretty brazen move from the Trump administration, but they're just they've given up. They're just shamelessly saying we're trying to put people's lives at risk in some, in some kind of political statement. It's, it's crazy. So it's totally crazy. It must have seemed perfect to them because it was like the perfect kind of Venn diagram of hating immigrants and wanting to, you know, the, talking about the Trump administration, wanting to make America, you know, uh, make America white again, make America Christian again. Perfect Venn diagram of that bullshit and just for for whatever reason refusing to accept the pandemic because they think that they'll they'll lose power if they don't play it a different way than the way the scientists want them to play it yeah and you think there'd be no simpler republican message than man up put on a mask and get to work you know what i mean like you know like that's supposed to be the republican bread and butter but somehow they've screwed that up too and, <laughs> You know, and we're on, and all that being said, we're on the brink of the guy getting reelected again. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, it's very, well, he, he, yeah, I mean, he's losing in polls, but you know, but he still very possibly could win. I mean, I think, I think it could only come down to him or somebody else. It's not like there's all these choices. It's like two people. So, well, that's you know. the, that's the most frustrating thing about it to me is with, with the, the Trump administration, a lot of their, a lot of Republicans across the country when you said, you know, they could just put out this message, man up and put on a mask. That's like a good old fashioned misogynist kind of Republican message. They could do it. And it's worked in so many countries. It's working in Japan right now, partially because culturally they're cool with putting on a mask and washing their hands and disinfecting doorknobs and countertops and doing all that stuff. I mean, when the first SARS um, you know, th this is technically coronavirus, COVID-19 is technically SARS-CoV-2. And the first SARS that hit like 10, 15 years ago, it hit Hong Kong hard, it hit China hard. 800, about 830 something total people died from the first SARS virus. In places like Hong Kong and China, where they have some of the most um, dense populations in the world. I think Hong Kong is even more dense than New York City. But what did they do? You know, they didn't shut down the economy, but they chilled out. They all wore masks. They all disinfected. They all washed their clothes when they came home, you know, and so they got the best of both worlds. They got a low amount of deaths and infections, and they didn't have to shut down the economy. But one of the reasons they were able to do it is because they actually successfully did all of the things that you're supposed to do to defeat a coronavirus. And America is just a bunch of fucking idiots. You said it. You make the case very well. I, I have no, I can't, what can I argue with you about that? You the said it, dude. Yeah. Well, so my question is, and we can move on from this, but my, my question I'd love to hear your opinion on this, actually. You said earlier the people got what they wanted, and I get what you're saying. The, you know, a lot of the folks that said we should reopen, we should 
we don't have to wear masks, all this, all these different oh, wait, wait, I'm, I meant they put Trump in the White House. I, I didn't mean oh. that, that stuff. I meant they, they voted for this guy who is clearly grossly incompetent, you know, to an extent that makes other gross incompetence. And we've certainly had our fair share, just not even comparable. You yeah, know, just not even comparable. And it's like some kind of crazy ego trip of like not even being able to pretend that I'm supposed to be running the whole country. You know, like I can't even be bothered to pretend. And that's what they put. That's who they gave that power to. And, yeah. you know, and now it's we are where we are. Like we've made no progress. Like this is the one real job of the executive branch is to keep the country safe through executive action. It's totally failed. And we I, I, are where we are. You know what I mean? We, we are where we are. I'd love to talk about that, actually, Trump's sort of strategy for this election. But the last thing about Corona, before we get into that, my curiosity is now that all these states, DeSantis in Florida, I am embarrassed to say I don't know who the governor in Arizona is right now. Um, well, even Newsom in California, who was trying to do some stuff, he's not a he's not a, a perfect human being, but California's a big place with a lot of different demographics and a lot of lot of municipalities and counties with people who say fuck the masks and fuck Newsom and all this other stuff. But um, now that it's happening, what everyone predicted would happen if you opened up too quickly, if you didn't wear masks, if you kept going to large gatherings. The ICU beds are filling up. Many hospitals are already full. You know, it's full emergency mode in, in several states. Do you think this is actually going to change the ultimate strategy of it? Like, I'm, I'm sure someone like DeSantis... Trump's campaign? Well, no, 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 no. Sorry. Well, I, I want to move on to that. But I'm, you know, but I'm saying at the least as far as... Coronavirus response from some of the more, it's not as big of a deal as people say it is politicians. Like, so DeSantis, like, do you think DeSantis is, is, is on the verge of saying I was wrong? How do you think someone like DeSantis plays? I don't think, I don't think anyone knows. And I think those people are all willing to ride it out through the election. Like DeSantis isn't, he doesn't have a re-election until 2022. So he'll ride it out. You know what I mean? Like whatever, if Trump wins again, you know, these people strike a blow for fascism, you know, <laughs> like they, like they're, DeSantis has no oversight. The legislature isn't checking him at all and the press can barely get answers. And it's unclear just how, how, um, how correct the information coming out from the state is. Like it's generally correct, you know what I mean? But how they're juking the numbers, which is clearly going on is, is you know, we're going to know that in a month. Like we don't know it right now because they have no accountability. So that's what go, is going on in Florida. So I just, I just think that's, it's, it's, you know, it's governed by a small group of very wealthy elites. They control the whole legislature. They have a super conservative Supreme court um, and they control, and they've controlled the Florida government for 20 years. So they have zero accountability to the people. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see where it goes. Republicans in Florida are smart about one thing, staying in power. So whatever they're doing, like, you know, it's not like, oh, they have an evil plan, but it's like they're just going to keep spinning it the way they spin it, which is like for the voters they care about, they're going to, you know, keep an eye on them. And for the voters they don't care about, it's like, whatever, you're on your own. Like, we'll do our best. Like, no one, you know, DeSantis would never literally say that, but 
you know, this is, that's what's going on in Florida and they stay in power. So they have no accountability and it'll be what it'll be. Now the federal government is a different story, but there, you know, this is like state by state reaction. Like, you know, who knows? We'll see, we'll see where, where it is in six months, you know, but I just think that like the things that are needed, no state can, you know, I'm sure California is working on a testing program, but they, you know, they need a national testing program. Cause like, what's the point if people are moving from state to state? It certainly so does. it's very, yeah. And I mean, I think going into this and I think we all had our own sort of denial, like how serious could this really be? How long could this really last? How much could this really, going back to January, February, could this really change our society? And I'll confess at first, you know, like in February and going into March, it's like, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but we'll see. And then, you know, getting March and April, it's like, okay, this is real. This is what people are saying. This is going to go on for a very long time. Um, and we need to take these precautions. And it felt like everyone went home and prepared for a hurricane. Like I'm from Florida. So people go home, they gear up, they get a lot of supplies, but then like, you know, and they, and they bunker down for like a month, but after a month, they're like, wait a minute, you mean this thing is just still ongoing and it could be ongoing for years. And like, no one was really, I think, you know, that's what the president needed to be telling people mid, you know, go on TV in mid-March. And we'd still, and we'd still have a, a section of the, a portion of the society that wouldn't believe it and, you know, wouldn't want to follow the rules. It's not like governing 350, 400 million people is so easy. You know what I mean? It's, a, you know, it's a big country with a lot of people. I'm sure there were, no matter what, be some fair share of like this dissent against whatever mass and all the anti-science, anti-vaxxer people, but certainly a coherent message preparing people for the challenge ahead uh, would have been good. You know what I mean? Would have been good. Would have set the tone. Yeah. <laughs> would have like, you know, put people to work, you know? Um, every, like, I love Bernie, uh, you know, the other day he tweeted like every, at this point with all the money we've spent, every American should have a box sitting in their front door with masks, gloves, disinfectant, home tests. You know what I mean? like guidance for what to do and how to whatever, you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, we've had months and months. We can't even do something like that. It's depressing. Yeah. Speaking of the president, um, I read a report. I, I'm struggling to remember where I read it. I think it might've been Politico saying that people close to him or maybe not close to him. I mean, always is anonymous sources, senators, Republican senators, Republican, you know, uh, leadership, uh, people in the white house, blah, blah, blah. Who the fuck knows what that means and who exactly is saying it, but that people are trying to convince him to use a different message, not just now, but to win the election, not just today to make tomorrow a more, uh, you know, equitable and perhaps less um, fired up country, um, but to, to win the election. And the report said that Trump is still just saying, I'm going to do my thing and I'm going to focus on race and I'm going to make it all about white folks getting fucked over. It's. Yeah, it's, you know, I, well, I just I got, think that guy is, you know, I think. I think in 2016, all the experts told him he was going to lose. I think he even thought he was going to lose. He's just like, I'm going to do my thing. And if I win, I win. If I lose, I lose. And he won. So why would he ever listen 
to any expert or any poll, you know, again, you know, that kind of thing. But I also, you know, to say that those people are incompetent at governing, they certainly are, like the proof is in the pudding. To say they're incompetent about running a re-election campaign, I don't know, we'll see. There's a long way to go. And like I said, he's got like a pretty much a 50-50 shot. Like, that's pretty good. You know what I mean? Like, um, Well, it doesn't seem like he has a 50-50 shot if the election was run today. But that's the thing. It's not. So he's got four months. And yeah, hopefully he'll get obliterated. You know what I mean? But I think, I think there's a lot of like people who are discounting, you know, what four months can do. You know what I mean? a, and what can a, happen in four months? There was another article I was reading. I think it was also, but hopefully not. I, I just think it's like you know, like you know, it just is. It's the reality. People should be trying to honestly deal with yeah. in their lives. No, there was another article I was reading. I was also, I think, in Politico, and it was talking about the history of um, general election polling and when was the last time someone had as big of a lead at this stage in the election, um, both nationally and in swing states. Um, what was interesting about it was, yeah, Hillary did not, I don't think Hillary, Hillary never polled as high as Biden is polling above Trump. She never polled that high. Um, but a very interesting thing that was mentioned was one person who did poll that high was Dukakis. Yeah, Dukakis had a huge lead over Bush, like it 17 about, points. It was 17 yeah. points. Oh, at yeah. One, at one point, he was 17 points ahead. And it was, you know, months before the election. So it, it's, kind of, it's kind of fascinating to me. I mean, terrifying, really. I, I, I don't know if I can handle a close election. I, I sometimes skip important <laughs> moments in history that are on TV because my anxiety can't handle it like a presidential debate. Actually, to be fair, though, most of the time, once it gets to the general election and it's a presidential debate, I watch because he really, you got to but it's scary, man. It's scary. I hear you. That, that's the thing to me. It's like, I just think, I'll, I hear all this talk about polls. I'm just like, listen, come to Florida and tell me Trump couldn't win Florida. You know what I mean? Like, no, maybe he couldn't. Maybe the Florida polls are true and Biden would win if they were voting tomorrow. But, man, they run... They run deep in the state, you know what I mean? And they like staying in power. They don't want to lose any power at the state level. And they need Republicans to turn out for their own selfish reasons. I don't think in, he's doing terrible in Florida, though. That's what I'm saying. If you can Actually, win Florida, you can win the White House. There's no, like, all this that there's polls that say Biden is so ahead. It's like... No, we'll I was see. wrong. He actually, no, even 538 right now, their aggregate gives Biden a 6.2% lead in Florida. Yeah, but as we learn, that's nothing. That's like a that's statistical mumbo jumbo. 6.2 is a fair amount. But yeah, but so I just, so, okay, I, I you're right. I, I don't, you know, whatever. I'm just saying that's come and walk and talk to people in Florida and tell me you think that that poll is true. Like, I just don't think it's right. Republicans are very popular in Florida. And the difference when I moved in 2016 from a blue state and I looked at the Trump thing more like, Oh, this guy can't win. And, you know, you know, and, and look at the polls and whatever. And then I moved to Florida and I'm like, this guy's going to win. Like these people genuinely really like him. Now, maybe, he's yes he's such a fuck up and things are so fucked up and even the average person is like shit my shit is fucked up that it might be 
a slam dunk and he loses. I get it. Like that certainly could happen. I'm not saying that's another, that's an unrealistic possibility, you know, but it's not a sure thing, you know? So all the, all that discussion to me is just like, it doesn't make me, it just doesn't make me feel any better. You know what I mean? And I think that there's a real bias, I think in the really, in the, in the sort of the press that says there's no way this guy can get reelected look at all the smart people and hear the Lincoln project people and hear the Bush people. And did you see that devastating ad with Ronald Reagan in it that just tears down Trump? And I don't think Republicans give a shit about that in States like Florida. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to say that the end with the way they're going to disenfranchise people, I saw what that federal judge just did in Wisconsin, like severely curbing the early voting times. They're going to pull out every trick in the book. They're going to cheat their balls off. And they're going to have this nihilistic message, you know, and these urban areas are the most affected by the COVID. So they're the ones with the biggest problems about getting to the polls, you know, but we'll see, like, we'll see what happens in rural counties in the next four months. And yeah, you can certainly make a great case that things are looking good for Biden, but it's like, sure, looking good and actually being the winner on November 3rd or November 5th, whatever is like miles apart at this point for me uh, i agree with that it, it, it's still a far away it's still very far away I, I mean it feels a bit like if things stay the way they are trump's gonna lose and so we we keep talking about like yeah four months is miles away and there's evidence of that in electoral history for sure but it does feel like at least something has to change you know Trump's message has to change where it seems like it won't. The pandemic has to change. It seems like it won't. The economy has to change. It seems like it won't. You know, and yeah. look, look, I... The makeup of the Senate could change and they could force him out of office maybe too. Maybe. That's, you know, of, of all the things that I see that, and again, I, I could be dead wrong about this, but of the stuff that I see... Uh, you know, I see like anonymous Republicans saying they're really concerned that Trump might just not run again <laughs> at the last second because he's going to see that he's losing. That just seems like such bullshit to me. Yeah, Lyndon Johnson dropped out in 68 in like late, I think in February of 68, and he was the incumbent president. So, yeah, I wouldn't put anything past Trump. But I mean, I just think. I love all those reports. I've been reading them for four years. Uh, this guy's on the verge of falling off a cliff at any minute. And I've been saying that for four you years. You know, and it's all people off the record and Republican strategists. And again, all these like people, you know, it's like one thing for all the George W. Bush Republicans to get together and say, we are, you know, we're sitting in the Yale club and we're against that guy, Trump, you know what I mean? And whatever but it's another thing for jeb's son who's an elected republican in texas to say fucking donald trump is my fucking guy and that's what he said you know what i mean so would all these fucking old timers with money think that they're like have all this sway over the republican electorate whatever i heard that in 2016 too they're more militant now than ever great you know whatever i hope it works you know what i mean like, sure, but, like, the guy's still the president and the guy can get reelected and, you know. Well, it seems to me that the one thing that I have trouble arguing against, I mean, his base is going to vote. They're going to vote. 
Trump's base is good. They're going to get out there and they're going to fucking vote. There's no doubt about that. All the people that love him, they're going to go out there and they're going to cast their vote. Yeah. I mean, you know, they did last time, you know, whatever, you know, why wouldn't they do it? Like, you know, and he's the, you know, America likes to elect incumbents, you know, and does. So I don't know, but hopefully all those people, all those people that told me in 2016, there's no way it could win. Now they're kind of telling me there's no way he could win in 2020. I hope they're right this time. They know more than me. Sure. It just, you know, I keep going back to the same, like a broken record. It just is no, that's, and I, I know it's probably comfort, that's comfort to some people. It's just no comfort to me. And that was Friends You Wish You Had. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Roman. Thanks for joining. That was a more sober conversation than I was expecting. <laughs>